my voice today is going to be completely different. I feel like this is my real voice and I'm not trying to be, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not um, exerting any force in it. I'm not, I don't know, maybe I'm sick. If you listen to the last recording, you can hear me talk about how I'm getting stuffy and my throat hurts a little bit, but I actually feel like, <laughs> I actually feel like the, like, this is the real pitch of my voice and anything I was doing before that was just bullshit. And if this is my voice, I would fuck me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I feel the base of my own voice and I'm getting like, hmm. You don't have to. It's fine. You could be boring, whatever. But me, as a being who's elated, freed from the mental prison of his own judgments. Not really. It is much deeper, though, honestly. And it feels deeper. It feels different. I'm kidding about the whole turning, turn, turned on part. You kidding me? You kidding me? <laughs> Out of the question. Me? Turn myself on? Pfft. Nah. But it does feel cool. I would be down with this voice. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm Neve. Whoa. <laughs> Dude, it really does feel weird. No, this is a sick voice. This is not going to stay. This is definitely like that's something happening with my voice while my body processes something. Or maybe it stays this way. Who fucking knows? But you know, I'm going to keep my pitch here. I'm going to talk through this pitch and uh, that's that, man. How's it going, huh? It's Thursday today. It's a hot one in LA. We're all avoiding the sun. We're all avoiding each other. I, uh, who did I interact with this morning? Oh, I went and got an acai bowl and, um, I felt like I wasn't open. I felt like, <laughs> I don't know. When someone attractive talks to me now, I don't, I don't want to look at them. Why is that? I'm going to think about this while I talk so we can like explore this shit. Cause I, I don't know. Do you feel that way? The girl came wearing a like a sporty tracksuit outfit comfortable sporty is working you know she has dirty blonde hair it's in a ponytail and the ponytail drops to like right over her butt long and her necklace was hanging over the tracksuit and it was very small and delicate great smile was working you know work mode was really she was on it maybe she's manager i don't know i don't see her often first time interacting with her maybe i have a problem with colored eyes because when you look at colored eyes you can really see the hole <laughs> and you really can see like I am looking into the eye hole of this other fucking live thing. How are we not freaking out about this, you guys? It's crazy to me <laughs> that I could go 
out into the field of life, of just outside world, outside of my house. Go talk to another being who is made up of all these organisms that are working together to hold it up. And there on top of it, on the top floor, is a brain and it has eyes and it's looking out. And the eye that allows all that light in, it affects its body, the way it's vibrating, all this subtle communication is coming through this organism. That's crazy. And just I was just picturing like a fucking vibrational fucking... <laughs> I can't put it into words, man. I can't put it into words. But I was seeing the... I guess, let's say, okay, if you've done psychedelics, let's say you're on psychedelics and someone shows you a microscopic level of the eye and the retina and the color of the eye and that like, you know those pictures they show of the, the eye and you can see all the lines and it looks fucking insane and... So I was, I was in that, but psychedelic, right? Add that layer to it and then go in a little bit more and see how even that is made up of stuff and that stuff is all moving together too. So right now when I was talking about this blonde girl with the blue eyes, I actually was like in her eye hole thinking about how much stuff is going on to make one little interaction happen and it fucking freaks me out for a second. But at the same time, it makes me realize that like, why can't you look at this thing? If this was a tree and it was just looking at you, why can't you look at it? I don't know. The only, I guess, um, I don't know. The only, I guess, hypothesis I would have about this and like, dude, good luck to both of us going down this rabbit hole. <laughs> Um, okay, so I think that when we see the world, we're shooting light out of our eye. Like, we are getting light inside of our eye, and it shoots back out, and then you see things. Because if you think about how we see shadows, we see shadows from the perspective of where we are. And not from a different source of light. We see things from the perspective of having a source of light say you take a flashlight and you shine it through a bunch of colorful vases with grooves on them and like blockages or whatever and you see on the wall that the shadow of it is is almost like a projection of the object and if you take it close to the jar the jar's shadow on the wall becomes really big and if you pull back, it's small. And that's like the eye. Maybe that's not why I think that light shoots out of our eye. There's so many different things I'm like stuck in mentally. Trying to like put it into an understanding and whenever when honestly it should just be left to the feeling you know like who the fuck cares to like decipher all this stuff i'm just like taking my own taking up my own time but whatever it's fun to be in there i guess um i watched indiana jones you know i like to explore <laughs> i um 
Another thing is with photography, I wonder, and I, I think I've talked about this on another recording, was that if you take one film camera and you place it on a tripod and you put it in a room where everything is the same always, or just, you know, life is happening, natural light is happening, all that is happening. Natural light has to be happening, I think. That's a big variable and it has to be on film. And you have a bunch of different people come and take pictures through that camera and then see if that photo looks different from frame to frame, eye to eye, person to person. The only requirement that I can think of is you would have to have people kind of get into a slow-paced mental state of mind, kind of in like a relaxed meditative almost sleepy theta state not theta's asleep alpha one of those fucking does right they have to be in that state and they look through the lens or the viewfinder and then that's what they see and the way they see it and how they feel through it and the kind of light that is shooting back out their eye i feel like would change the photo i don't know though hypotheses man if you're thinking right now like who the fuck are you or you're thinking that was a dumb hypothesis or if you're thinking why am i listening to these hypotheses you're not wrong but it's fun to come up with them and if you haven't done it yet go do it because what the fuck you know like whose game are you playing why not do anything you want to do as long as it's not hurting people and as long as it doesn't inflict pain on any living thing, go do whatever the fuck you want. Especially to yourself, you know, like if you want to sit there and imagine your tree being a tap dancer who all of a sudden has a fucking like apron fetish, do it. <laughs> Why not, you know? Telephone poles who like to, you know, Put on condoms backwards so they can protect themselves in the sun during the day. Why not? Seriously. Cars that run on fish water. What's fish water? (laughs) Fish water is fish water, man. Whatever you want it to be, it runs on that. And our gas stations are fish tanks. And we have to have, like, decline. And we have to have fish tanks and fish cleaning the water. Or pooping in it so we can go, like, fill up our cars. Damn, that would be so such a better world. If our, if our cars produced oxygen instead of carbon dioxide, mm, that's the kind of world that I want to live in. Back to the eye. I feel that sometimes, as people vibrationally we're either harmonizing with each other or we're out of tune with each other and i think in those states when we look at each other the vibrational difference the vibrational difference creates a clash and you can call that vibrational difference you know fear anxiety I don't know, anything. And that connection of the eyes can't happen. It like def- deflects it. 
or or social anxiety. You know, <laughs> it could be anything. Because it's very interesting on some days or with some people, I can look into your eye hole so hard. There are certain eye types I have a hard time looking into. Uh, around 2009, I was... 2009? No. 2008? I was dating a girl and she had this best friend, Michael. And uh, I met Michael out in Arizona when I drove her back to her hometown one time. And Michael had piercing, piercing, piercing blue-green eyes that were huge. And he was tall. It was like looking at an owl. He had chiseled, he has a chiseled jaw. It's like, what? <laughs> that eye I couldn't look into. Oof. That's a lot of eye. A lot of eye. My mom had colored eyes though. So it's not like I wasn't around it growing up. I don't know what it is. Sometimes, totally open. Sometimes, not so much. Why is that? I don't know. Should it always be the same way? Probably not. It's not like I'm a static being, right? Hopefully not. Are you defined? Are you like, there are certain people like that's their story. You meet them, they're like, yep, my name is Larry and I, I've been in here for 30 years. And, and when I was 20 years old, like that, that's definitely a story, you know? Or some people you meet, you're like, who are you? And they're like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. That's like literally the honest answer when people want to ask me. Well, not want to ask me when they ask me, like, what's new? Or what are you working on? Or what's going on in your life? That's my first reaction, which I don't really let out, is, I don't know, man. You know? I don't know. I'm taking it day by day. I'm, I'm excited about stuff. I'm thinking about stuff. I'm working on stuff. I'm taking in stuff. That's literally, that's it, you know? How interested in the, in the details are we really though, you know? I have to say also though with people I meet and the people I'm friends with I have no problem with looking into their eye I think one of the things I'm realizing is that I don't like I mean I'm not saying it in the way that I'm like whining about it but I'm just saying I can't connect or I just don't like um, like the customer service voices or customer service demeanor. And this is also another thing I did in another recording, talked about it was um, when people are trained to be a certain way, it's very inauthentic, you know? And so I feel like it's hard to look into the eye of a person who's being inauthentic with you with their words, but authentic in the eyes. Yeah. 
Yep, that makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. And you can call that the clash of lights too. You know when you're like doing something and you can feel someone watching you? What is that other than the weight of light hitting you and you're sensitive enough to it to feel it? Or the force, the vibration. I sounded like Method Man right there. The force, the fucking force and the vibrational momentum of their energy frequency of the light coming out of them is like um, like sandpaper to you, you know, because it's like maybe not good thoughts. It could be good thoughts and you can feel it too, you know. It has like a more powerful energy, vibration, force than just glancing at stuff, taking it in. I feel like we're exerting some sort of force and ripple onto the field by just looking at stuff, right? I don't fucking know, you know? I wish I had. (laughs) I wish I had friends that were like, in these worlds so I can ask these questions and not have to like think and hypothesize. I guess there is definitely a fun to hypothesizing. I don't ever want to lose that, but it will be really cool to bounce these around with someone other than like listening to the funkies and thinking about it in a room by myself, you know, great voice though. It is raspier. Maybe I don't know what it is. It's like bassier. I don't know. It's making me thirsty. <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah, I don't like professional voices. Hey, what can I get you today? Mm, I don't know. If you were my homie, would you talk to me like that? I don't know, man. It's like, what are you going to have? What do you want to have? You know? I don't know, man. We got to stop treating each other through training. We got to let go of this fucking tenseness that we got and fucking dance with each other and not be afraid of each other. People are afraid of dancing with each other. Like, seriously, like a conversation, a good conversation, a good back and forth, a good banter, a good roast, whatever it is, is a dance. There's timing. There's melody. There's like a rhythm, you know, all of that. And when you do it together, it feels so fucking good. But a lot of us are becoming afraid of dancing, especially with the way media is like jamming shit into our heads about how we who we need to be as people and what standards we live by and all the guilt and shame and name calling and all this stuff going on. People are getting more afraid and more divisive and divisive, divided, whatever. There's a bigger gap between people and they're afraid of dancing with each other, you know. How great is it to go out into the world like, hey, I'm leaving the house. And every time you left the house, you're like, I might dance with someone today. That's fucking exciting. God, every time you go out into the public, every time I'm out and have a good conversation with a cashier or something. Love it. Love it. Happens at Trader Joe's every time. What's up with Trader Joe's? I think the way they're training their employees are better. But so over the professional thing. It's one of those, like, I know we wear like a shit ton of masks throughout the day and, you know, I get all that. But 
I don't know if that mask of like professional customer service thing is a good mask because it's like so corporate and corporations are dead, right? Corporations are dead. That's why they fucking shoot their beaks into the fucking spine of artists and fucking align themselves with people that are actually doing something in culture because they need that lifeblood into their corporations so others can come into it and they can keep sucking. Whoa. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Gotta get that life in there. And, like, the way they... Have representatives talking on their behalf. So dead. So phony. Like, dude, I watched a video of... Um, I forgot who he is. Good position. Like, he was one of those, like... Research- no, he wasn't a researcher. But, like, he, he's pretty, like... Um, for what he's saying, his position is, you know, it matches. I'll find out, though. And what, tell you? I don't, I'm not going to do that, but I'll tell you the story. Uh, essentially, he was saying that Google and Facebook and all these big companies are super able to freely, without even a pen, dropping a penny, manipulate votes in any directions they want. And that is a few billionaires who hold that power. And, you know, that, that, that sentiment of a few billionaires owning everything is at echoes, you know. But anyway, the point was Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz was talking, and he's that guy who was running for presidency in 2016. And Ted Cruz, every time he opens his mouth, I'm like, shut the fuck up, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, shut the fuck up. Even if you're making a good point, and like yesterday during the interview, he was doing so many theatrical things. It's like, shut the fuck up, Ted Cruz. You're not an actor. You're not Tom Cruise. Dude, fucking guy. Just performing goddamn Peacock, dude. I'm sorry every day I'm sitting here and comparing politicians to animals. <laughs> I'm not making no offense to animals. Shout out to Peacocks. Thank you for sponsoring the show. But like, I mean, no disrespect, but politicians are such fucking piece of shit peacocks. They're like the shit peacocks, you know? I don't know what shit peacocks are, but they're not as beautiful as the, like, the normal peacocks because they're just shit. Anyway, Ted Cruz, peacocking. Got to stop acting, acting dude, because it's like the issue was real. And at first, because of the way he was doing theatrics, maybe he's playing the devil's advocate and trying to like make it like a dumber version so everyone can understand. But like the, the other guy who was testifying had to correct Ted Cruz twice because Ted Cruz was like doing something else with the information. And it was like, no, actually, this is what I said and this is what it means. And Ted Cruz would be like, so you're saying to me. It's like, shut the hell up, Ted Cruz. <laughs> What a place, America. Happy to be here, man. This is Shai Benzur, Johnny Greenwood, and the Rajasthan Express. The song's called Mo Day. Oh, and it, the album is so, so magical. You should watch a couple of their live performances. It's epic.
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Imagine if you're listening to NPR and the guy does that. Like, song goes off and he's like, hell yeah. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Yeah, man. So, we're out here. We're out here living. Trying to, trying to figure it out. Why can't I look at someone's eyes? You know? What's going on with you? So... I have some hypotheses on it. That's where I'm at now, and I feel pretty good about it. And uh, I'm going to just keep living. You know what? You know what? As I'm saying this, I'm realizing next time someone gives me a professional voice, like a customer service voice, I'm going to do one back. Right? Hi, sir. What can I get you? Hi, my name is Neve. I'm the f- I'm f- Okay, so I'm not a good at I'm not good at improvising, obviously. Let's let's start that again. Uh, hi, sir. How can I help you? Hi, my name is Neve. I've been coming here for a while, but today I'd like to try something new, and I'd like to get your opinion, please. <laughs> right? And then you do, like, the fucking, the, like, the white people hand shoot at the person. But not shoot, because that's threatening. But, like, point at them. And, like, it's like a playful, like, you know, fucking, yeah, it's a move. It's a hand move. I, I've seen attorneys do it, and it, it makes me sick, but... <laughs> It's very appropriate for this for this usage. So, anyways, back to back to Mary. Oh well, yes. What we have today is fresh agua with with fresh agave nectars and um uh the the breast milk of a tarantula that is known to have antioxidants that the Lord Vishnu was using himself. And I say, wow, that is remarkable. Oh my God. Well. Well, Mary, um, may I ask you, how much is that? Right? Punch me. Punch me. But no, this is acceptable in this setting. Because why? I don't know. Oh, it's so worth it. It's only $50. And then tax. And then I say... Well, I got to think about this one, Mary, because it sure does sound good. But it is steep on the pocket, isn't it? And then she'll say, (laughs) well, she'll laugh. And then I'll say, like, (laughs) and kill us both, please. But that's happening right now at your local Whole Foods, Safeway, drugstore. No, probably not a drugstore. They're more real there, maybe. I don't fucking know. Even, like, dispensaries for weed were getting like that, and I hated that. Don't be fake with me. I see you talking to your girls the way you do. You can't turn that off and come talk to me professionally while you just call that girl a bitch. (laughs) You know? What? It's creepy. We got to stop being creepy with each other, man. This whole professional shit is creepy. This is by Ramsey Lewis. The song is called Dear Prudence. His album cover is just magnificent. And the album is called Mother Nature's Son. 
And I can see on my play playlist, wow, playlist, that most Def is not on Spotify anymore. What's up? What happened? Okay, we're gonna. Ooh, dude, this is the Rajasthan Express and Shy Ben Zur and Johnny Greenwood again. The song is called Eloha. It's a sort of a chant song, but I'm gonna just let you listen to a part of it because it is epic. And imagine listening to this in the middle of the desert, live. Oh my god. faster and faster and crazier and crazier until you're in a deep trance and a meditation in the middle of the Sahara with your fucking eyes wrapped and nothing more than pure LSD in your bloodstream. And it's where you meet your parents and your parents' parents and your parents and the star parents and the parents of the stars and the internal movement within that connects us all. <laughs> I need to find a shaman name. Arrow or fucking anchor, love, archer. That's what I meant to say, not anchor. Get out there and fucking wear robes. <laughs>
This is by The Frank Professionals. Also, I have to abruptly say something. Um, this microphone is making like this weird sound, and I can't tell if it's cutting in and out and if the file is getting messed up or something. So I'm going to wrap this up. I'm pretty sure I've been talking for a long time also. I have no idea. And I lose track of time when I do these. So I'm going to go with this great voice and do other stuff with it. And uh, I will talk to you so soon. Unless an earthquake happens in LA and we all need help. If that happens, go to my website, buy Photo Zero through PayPal. So I got money in the bank and I can fucking survive and hopefully help people around me. <laughs> if this is my last broadcast, do me a solid, figure out my PayPal and help a brother out, you know? Jesus Christ. If that big one happens in LA, holy shit. All right. See ya. <laughs>